You are listening to episode 259 of the Comics Pals. We're a group of comic book journalists and friends who record a podcast together because we don't talk enough about comics in our daily lives. It's been two years since we've all been in the same room as one another. That's true. And you all look like you've aged terribly. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's definitely true. The pandemic has ravaged all of you. Uh I know that that's true, but I feel like I am maybe dressing a little bit better at least. So I'll give myself that. You know, I look worse, but my mind is only getting better. You know, I'm aging like a fine wine up here. And and I finally started aging, Phil. I, I got my first chest hair. <laughs> oh, shit. Marco's got some facial hair now. Look at him. I'm surprised he didn't use this opportunity to talk about the fact that he's received multiple compliments about his hair I this did, weekend. Right. I did. That's right. <laughs> On two separate occasions, one, my hair was touched. And then two, someone said it looked really good. It's like, oh, thank can you. I also, can I say, uh, someone said to Marco, someone asked him if his hair was fake. That's right. That's true. <laughs> and then that very person touched his hair. Is there a reason we're not, is there a reason we're not saying who it is? Yes. But okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. So there are some things that you guys should know as you're listening to this. Uh, we are all together. If you're if you're not watching, you don't know that we're all together. Uh, we are at Marco's apartment in New York for New York Comic Con 2021. Uh, it's the first time we've been together in two years, and we have had an amazing time. It's actually Saturday night. Uh, we all just got home from a party. We went to the after party uh, that Source Point threw at a club. A uh, banger. A, a banger. It was a, it was a banger. Um, and we had a great time. Uh, we also had some drinks. So, you know, and it's 1 a.m. It's it's actually 1.40. So it's, it's closer to 2 a.m. <laughs> so you were getting the rawest Comics Pals that you have ever gotten. Uh, if Marco had it his way, we would be providing more raw content than that. You know what? Let's uh, let's leave that on the cutting room floor. <laughs> Save it for the OnlyFans, Phil. Pete, cut here. <laughs> you better write it down if you want me to make a cut, brother. I'm not. This is raw and uncut right now. It's, okay, yeah, it's not going to happen. There won't be any cuts. Um, I also want to let you guys know that. Due to the time and the fact that we have work to do in the morning, uh, there's a lot of stuff we're not going to get to. We're not going to be able to get to your comments this week. Uh, we're going to bundle all the comments and do all that stuff. Big old mailbag uh, next time. Yep, next week. And if there's a news item that you th- figured we would talk about and we're not, it's because of that as well. Otherwise, I do want to let you guys know where you can support us and follow us all over the Internet, of course. We are the Comics Pals. That is actually the Comics Pals with an S. Uh Unless you want to accept that the S is silent. It is. I guess it is. We've been called the Comic Pals so often this weekend. Uh, But we are, in fact, the Comics Pals with an S. Uh, And, of course, if you are listening to us on a podcast hosting platform, please do make sure to leave us a follow, a rating, and a review. We appreciate all of that. If you want to get us on social, that's at the Comics Pals. We've had so many cool tweets go out this week, uh, or this weekend, rather, um, stuff from our interviews, cool cosplay that we've seen, panels we've been to. We did a lot at NYCC. So get us on social media and check all that stuff out. Um, and there might even be some sneak peeks at some of the interviews that we got. Uh, if you want to write to us, that's at the comicspals at gmail.com and get us on youtube.com 
That's youtube.com slash the comics pals to check out all of our New York Comic Con 2021 interviews. We did a a lot. We're going to talk about all of that in just a moment. All the huge interviews that we got um, and just, you know, some of the experiences that we had. Uh, Also want to plug, of course, what if ended? Uh, What if episode nine? We did the review for that on we watch. So that's the finale of that show. Check that out. And then, of course, we did our weekly comic reviews. I do not remember what we reviewed, um, but they're up on YouTube right now. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man 75, Swamp Thing number 8. Nice House. Uh, nice House number 5. And we have Demons number yes. one. Wow, we That's got right. there. That was we great. got there. We got Speaking. there. You guys activated my brain. Go ahead. Speaking of We Have Demons. Speaking of We Have Demons, uh, I... I was lucky enough to actually interview the creators of We Have Demons. Uh, that is a that is a undersell for the fact that we got Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo this weekend. Five years in the making, gang. We did it. We finally, finally did it. Yes, absolutely. It only took five different times of Scott Snyder saying yes before we were finally able to make the stars alive. This weekend, yes meant yes. Yes. Well, you know, since we're recording yes. at one thirty tonight, really is our Dark Knight's medal. <laughs> <laughs> Was it well done? De- decent, decent. <laughs> Put it back in the oven. That's Phil after. Uh, is it three three drinks? Yes. Yeah. And again, uh, we've been on our feet for twelve hours. <laughs> yes, longer. Also, before we continue on with that conversation about Scott and Greg, I do want to point out that uh, a rare treat. I guess for you guys that are actually watching on YouTube, you're seeing our lower halves. We're sorry. I mean, I don't know. I think Sean, our legs look pretty good. We you know? do have legs. You know, got some good gams here. So. Your legs are the opposite of well done. They look quite rare, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so where does that well leave done. me? It's kind of like a like a spectrum where we're sliding from one opposite extreme to the other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wouldn't say that I'm on the opposite extreme. That's what I meant to say. Okay, thank you. Yes. I'm not the color of the microphone, Phil. <laughs> what What are you trying to say? Are you saying that I'm, like, pure white? <laughs> okay, wait. You can wait. get... Go I ahead. I didn't mean that Sean was, like, the color of the microphone, but yes, you are pure white. Can you get the white balance for the camera <laughs> just right, off right, Pete? Right, yeah. Just off of... Really quick. Really quick. Right on, right on the top of the screen. Boop. So we, we, we got the interview with Scott and Greg. Uh, I was lucky enough to be the one to do it. Thank you guys for making that happen and allowing that. Of course. Uh, I, of course, am a part of Scott's Substack and have been a big fan since the days of Black Mirror. And it was an honor to speak with him. You guys are going to check it out. Hopefully you run the numbers up. It, it would mean a lot to us, to me personally, if you guys go to YouTube and check that out when it's out. It should be out as you're listening to this, honestly. Um, but check it out. It, we'll post about it on social. Those two couldn't have been nicer. Uh, and yeah, not only cool. Scott and Greg, but I want to shout out Tyler as well. Uh, not the Tyler you guys are used to, not the Tyler that does the shows with us, but uh, one of Scott's uh, friends and workers. Uh, he really, really helped a lot to make it happen. So... Uh, shout outs to you if you happen to be listening. And the folks at Comixology too for yeah. just being very accommodating. Yeah. yeah, we um we had five minutes and they gave us, you know, they gave us uh, all the support we needed to make it happen. So I, I also want to point out that I am a changed man, right? So I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm actually really against reading comics digitally. 
Oh my god! Wait, 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 wait! We know that. Breaking news, everybody! The biggest news from New York Comic Con. What do you mean you're a changed man? So, uh, if you check out our review of We Have Demons, then you know that I actually got a subscription to Comicsology in order to read it. What? Oh yeah, Pete doesn't know that. This is I new missed, information. Yeah, no, yeah. I missed that review. I was getting ready to come pick up Phil and come to the con. That's incredible. Yes, yes. So I had to subscribe to Comicsology Unlimited. I actually didn't have to. Tyler told me that because I have an Amazon account, I could have gotten yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, you can get it through the Kindle yeah. and, and all that stuff. Yeah. But that was annoying and I tried that for some other review. We had to do it at, at another point. I just subscribed. Yeah. It's a free trial, okay? It's a free trial, but You're gonna forget. the reason why I'm a changed man is because, as it turns out, now I'm a shill for Comixology. Let's go, <laughs> boys! Digital Comics, that's it. It's the future. It's the future. And you know what? Sean, we can, we can electronically match Sean back to that subscription. There's no denying that he did it. How would you know that? It's counted. How would you know that you could trace it back to me personally? Uh, no comment. Sounds like he's done it before. What are you, a hacker? No, it's just marketing, baby. No, oh, okay. <laughs> just marketing. Just marketing. Marco's marketing. So how did you guys feel about the fact that we got that interview? Oh, I mean, uh, it was great to finally, like, see that come full circle, you know? And, like, yeah. it was something we kind of talked about uh, amongst ourselves this weekend was was the idea that, like, you know, um, this was our first year as as press at NYCC. You know, we've gotten uh, professional badges, which gave us a certain amount of privilege. But, you know, um, with press, you're really, really able to get so much more access. And, you know, um, I think that coupled with the fact that like we have been doing it for a while and we have you know a, a good reputation in terms of getting these interviews done in a quick e- efficient way um it was cool that you know we were finally able to get that leg up and and really yeah. seal the deal there and you know i don't want to spoil um all of the stuff because we have some other ones uh, really really incredible ones unless you want to talk about all of them but like you know um, we've got some other really cool stuff lined up as well. I I mean, I want people to get excited. I want them to run the numbers up. So we should just, we don't have to dive into Yeah, I mean, Azarello, right? Like, that's Brian huge. Azzarello. Brian Azarello is one we're, we're doing tomorrow, um, which is going to be, is that's another big one, and we were able to get make that happen. Um, yeah, so I mean, just being able to see us uh, finally get in front of those creators we've been trying to make connections with, you know, and then like trying to, uh, to, to, get that time um, feels really good. It feels like a really huge achievement. I'm really glad we talked to Scott Snyder. I really am. But I don't know. The way the group text went, you guys said, uh, we have an interview lined up with Mr. Snyder. I thought, oh, we really need to prepare. So I sat and watched the Snyder Cut four times in preparation for this thing, only to learn that you meant, mis- that you be- you meant Mr. Scott Snyder, not Zack Snyder. If we were interviewing Zack Snyder <laughs> at New York Comic Con, I'd probably shit my pants. <laughs> is there like a – would you shit your pants for anyone else? And does the volume of poop change based on the person? Uh, so uh, there, would be, there would be like medium shit for Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. like maximum shit, like – I can't handle this yeah. level for like Dave Chappelle. 
<laughs> if I, like if I were to interview Dave Chappelle, right, it'd be like, listen, sorry, Dave. <laughs> but I shit my pants. I got mud butts. <laughs> <laughs> so in, t- in this conclusion, <laughs> we're very excited about the guests we've had lined up this week. Exactly. Yes. yes. That is a roundabout way to say that, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, so we've got a lot of cool stuff coming. Uh, I want to just shout out a few. We've got uh, Nicholas Draper Ivy coming. We did that interview. We've got Philip Kennedy Johnson. We've got that yeah. coming. Um, we did, uh, oh, oh, we did Kyle Higgins. You guys might have seen big. that on that social media. Uh, we did that one. Yo, that wait, huge. and we should talk about that for a second because yes. I, I talked to Kyle for like a half hour, which was awesome. He was super generous with his time and, and gave some thoughtful answers to my questions but then he also handed us his ipad and was like here read issue nine so that i can show you all of issue 10's unfinished art yeah and there's a surprise uh yeah there's a surprise that's one way to put it uh you know we are not at liberty to you know spoil anything but i i feel like it's safe to say i i think nine is like the best issue of the book I thought nine was nine was great, but um, even without words, ten was just mind yeah. blowing. Yeah, I mean, and again, without spoiling anything, there's a, a gimmick kind of, I guess, in the art that they're doing a really cool special thing that I don't think has ever been done before in any other comic. Not that I recognize. I don't know about you guys. If it has, I don't know about it. Yeah. Um, so very unique. I mean, you'll all start seeing this, but. Um, you know that we've uh, gone back and forth on Radiant Black, uh, and the fact that we're speaking so highly about nine and very excited about ten should tell you a thing or two about how we feel about it. Yeah, what it tells them is that we're a shill for <laughs> Image now. Listen, uh, I've know. always been a shill for Image. I've never ever made any bones about that. Listen, if you give us the time of day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Absolutely. We'll I mean, wear, we'll wear our Sunday best. I think. <laughs> I think the thing. The thing for me is like one of the things we've talked about with that book a lot is how it's like, uh, even when we've been frustrated with it, there it has things going for it, and it felt like it was going. It had promise, and it feels like these issues are are really delivering on on that for me at least. So it, I'm excited for it. I think y'all should check it out. Get hype. It feels like there's finally movement, and I think that. For the pals that haven't agreed that it's been the greatest so far, I think that's been his biggest issue, and I think it gets addressed in in nine and explored insanely in ten. Yeah, I I agree with that, and I'm probably on this show right now the biggest detractor mm. so far. And I I mean, look, yeah, we we talked to the guy. Obviously, it's exciting, but I'm I'm objectively like I I enjoyed what I saw a lot. Yeah. And when I tell you that issue 10 was probably the greatest visual uh, experience that I've had in a while, uh, I'm not kidding. It was mind-blowing. So, uh, But we've, we've got a lot of other stuff to talk about. I want to mention uh, SourcePoint Press. SourcePoint was the uh, sponsor, the big sponsor this year for New York Comic Con. All the badges actually featured uh, a different book of theirs. Um we were lucky enough, actually, to get press badges. I don't have mine. I, I'm wearing mine. I'm wearing Yeah, mine. there you go. Um, and it showcases the Winchester Mystery House comic that's coming out. Um, Joshua Werner is writing it, and uh, I actually got an interview with him as well. So that was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, they, they really did right by us. They helped us out a lot. Shout out to them. Shout out to Joshua Werner. Shout out to uh, Dirk. Shout out to Drina Joe. 
Um, shout out to everybody over there. Uh, you guys were fantastic, so thank you. Um, and and by the way, I feel like SourcePoint, you know, they're they're blowing up, but there are a lot of people who haven't checked out their stuff yet. So I think if you're listening to this and you haven't checked out anything by them, uh, just a recommendation. I just read Broken Gargoyles, and that was really good. Bob Sally, yeah, um, that was a that was a really good book. So uh, that's a good one. Stuff by Dirk, uh, Dirk Manning, um, Touching Evil, Dan Doherty. That's a good. good that's a good book. Yeah. Floppy Cop. Um, there's a lot of good Source Point Press books. And, and definitely a shout out to Sean Daly, who's been doing. Uh, ogres yeah phenomenal so his watercolors beautiful love that stuff and i think he's pretty like cartoony and does like a lot of dynamic stuff with the the art that he puts down especially considering his watercolor um so a lot a lot of fun definitely a book to check out absolutely um oh and you know who else just uh tony shivani tony shivani yes right. tony shivani that was really cool uh i we you know we did the interview on the show and that was great. I spoke to him uh, at his booth at New York Comic Con. Yeah. Those of you who remember that interview will remember he said how excited he was to finally go to New York Comic Con. And uh, he was able to do it. So um, we did that interview. It was great. Thank you to Tony. So gracious with his time. Yeah, absolutely. And that was a great interview, too. Thank Anyone you. that liked the interview that uh, we had on the show proper, definitely want to go watch the show, uh, the interview that uh, Sean did with him uh, today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so before we get off of New York Comic Con, obviously it's been two years since we've done this. Uh, how did you guys feel being back in that space? I know there was some concern among you guys about, you know, obviously COVID, being safe. You know, we have to think about that. We'd be crazy if we didn't. So um, how do you guys feel now that we've kind of been in the thick of it? I think to anybody who had any kind of like sensitivity in terms of the size of the venue, the size of like the amount of people that were there, anybody who like had any concerns, I think if you were not to be there, absolutely valid. Whether or not like the amount of people that were that were there increased or decreased. And I think one of the things that we definitely commented was there was a lot of space in terms of the I guess your your radius around people. Yeah. You, you had a bigger a bigger chance of not being next to anybody. Yeah. I think the experience has always been you're, you're like shoulder to shoulder. You're, you're waddling with somebody. You're, you know, squeezing through people. And like while there were pockets of it, it was mostly around like high congestion areas. And then once you get through the rest of the floor, you have all the space in the world. And I think even in those high congestion areas, it was it's not really comparable to what we're used to. You know, like yeah. <clears throat> you would have like legit traffic jams you know you would have situations where you know like we would have uh like thompson sit and like body block people so they don't walk in our shots you know like it's a totally different beast and it um it reminds me of the first comic-con i went to in 2010 um which was i think the last year that you were able to um like actually just show up to the show and buy tickets and like it's every year since then it's sold out and it's gotten bigger and bigger um and yeah it's like it feels like a night and day difference to me and and actually to that we had on thursday friday and sunday tickets were still available um throughout the weekend so i was curious like what you guys think that means in terms of the the size of next year's show or potentially the next set of comic cons like what, what, what are the expectations for, like, I think C2E2 happens. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think C2E2 definitely happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think um, I think to answer your, your initial question, Sean, like re- with regard to concern and everything, um, I feel like I feel like they've uh, Reed Pop has handled the event really well. Um, Full credit to the Javits Center, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I know the Javits Center is um, really aggressive about about it. Um, I know uh, Tyler had mentioned, I think, on one of the shows that like it, there's like a really, really uh, they were they were on top of their game. All, all the people that worked at the Javits Center were fully vaccinated. They were really uh, precautious about that. They went to great lengths to make sure that everyone that attended the convention was fully vaccinated. They were, yeah, like, and, you know. Everyone was wearing masks. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there was a story about someone, like a, a retailer, a retailer yeah. getting kicked out of the convention for refusing to wear a mask. So uh, the Javits Center and the, the folks at Reed Pop did a lot to really, uh, I think, see, make people fear, feel secure because this is a massive event. And even though there weren't as many people there, you know, this is the, this is a giant risk during a global pandemic. Absolutely. Um, so to answer my own question, uh, I felt great. I felt so happy to be there. Yes. Uh, you know, it's 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 very. Yeah, it's very comfortable. Um, you know, you walk around and everywhere you look, at least for us. You're seeing people who you know. You're seeing people who you like. Yeah, that's a lot of people fun. People who are happy to see you. Yeah. Um, you know, we can't tell you the amount of people who uh, we spoke to that, you know. We're just excited to see us. Yeah, we're just excited to see us. Excited to interact again. People we've seen, you know, through Zoom, a lot of them. Um, but there were some that we haven't seen at all. And that was really cool. Yeah, like I, I know um, I was really excited to catch up with Plaid Klaus. You know, yeah. he's a, an artist we've been following um, since we started doing comic book journalism and you know he's like notoriously uh extremely offline um so i hadn't you know seen or talked to him since the last comic-con it was really great to catch up and uh he actually had a panel um that we got to go check out that was really cool as well yeah that was a really nice panel it was very insightful it was very informative but i don't know about you guys i feel like we need to have like our managers around because all weekend we just got swamped by our biggest fans and it was just like (laughs) no autographs no autographs uh, come back later i don't know how they picked this out with our masks on it's probably sean's shirt that he's wearing but you know he's tired of signing all these pictures and stuff i really did i really did big time everyone you know phil um i don't want to tell you this but um you know, after the convention was over, we're going to have a vote about kicking you out. Um, but now that you said that, I think it's unanimous, right? <laughs> I'm off the show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just, I would never, ever do that to you listeners, you know? I mean, like, I, and I'm at least twice as big a star as Phil. And I would <laughs> never, ever big time you like that. You're not just off the show. You're actually out the house. Oh. So I'll just oh. you know, go ahead and say You will not receive a rose. Please leave. You're oh, being kicked off The Bachelor. <laughs> Well, you know what, guys? You're not getting autographs either, then. <laughs> you know what? I can live with that. Uh, and then to Marco's question, which I think is very relevant. Uh, I think New York Comic Con is definitely going to be the Shang-Chi of, uh, you know, conventions. <laughs> sure, yeah. That litmus test. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, San Diego was going to happen either way, but I think they'll do it with confidence now. I think C2E2 happens, and I think they'll, hap- they'll do it with confidence. Uh, I personally am not reading too much into the fact that it wasn't fully sold out mm. in the sense that I don't think that that shows people aren't interested in Comic-Con anymore. I think there was some trepidation, yeah. but yeah. I think that the, the, the amount of people who showed out 
this year should give them confidence that next year they will have a full house. Well, and to, to that point, too, right, like in terms of interest, um, tickets were sold out until they had the more aggressive vax mandate and everything. Yes, that's a good point. So, like, I think there are a lot of folks who wanted to come and then, you know, decided not to um, because Reed Pop was going to be more aggressive. And, I mean, I think that was the right call because if there had been a lot more folks there who were – you know, un- unvaccinated or whatever, like, um, I definitely wouldn't, I wouldn't feel as good about the event, you know? So I'm glad that they made that decision knowing that it could mean less attendance and it did, but, you know, I think they made, they made the right call and it shows in the event, right? Cause like, yeah, I feel confident in it and I'm happy to say like, I would go to another convention, you know, if, if it has the same standard, cause it felt like everybody was taking things seriously and just trying to have a good time. Sure. Well, with regard to any convention that's coming up for the rest of the year or even next year, I don't think you can really read into uh, this weekend in a negative way, at least in terms of the attendance, because it's like anything in the last 18 months, everything is wonky and you can't really gleam anything projectable from anything that's happened for the last 18 months if they gleam anything from this weekend it's that it can at least be uh, successful enough yeah exactly and i mean you think about it they got to just be happy to have a convention again yeah. that's their business and it's been on ice i think one one of the big positives coming out of the convention with the creators we've talked to is that they've actually been selling out and i yes. think that's been huge because the the big trepidation was for creators like is it worth it like like should I go am I gonna make yeah. my return yes and not only have they felt confident in that but we've spoken to a few people and they're like yeah like I I don't know I should have brought more books I I didn't expect this and for that to be the continuous narrative I think it it I think we can gleam that at least there's there's still a strong presence in comics that will rebound and will will keep growing. Yeah, I was I was really impressed to have, and I don't want to you know name names, but a few people who we talked to had said that they had sold more in one or two days this yes. year than they had two years ago. Um, that's huge, you know. Um, and and I know uh, like the artist who uh, Phil Phil got a commission, and um, he had expressed to me that like he ran out of stickers, he ran out of buttons, he ran out of prints, like he he ran out of almost everything that he had to sell. Um, by Friday, at least some of it, you know, and he was like literally in the process of printing more stuff. So he'd have more stuff for Sunday because the demand is there. You'll see the commission I got on our Instagram uh, by the time this episode posts. It's, it's quite it's, good. It's fantastic. It's so good. We uh, we've got to move on. But um, definitely, again, check out all of our New York Comic Con 2021 content. We put a lot of work into it. And I also want to say thank you to all of you that support the show. All of you that, you know, some, the few of you that saw us, that came up to us, uh, like Harris um, from the Discord, um, and people who spoke about us in our presence uh, without necessarily realizing we could hear them uh, about us, uh, about the fact that they were fans of ours. That's really cool. Um, don't be shy. If you ever see us in person, you know, we don't bite. Marco might. He is a little rabid <laughs> dog. Well, and... <laughs> And shout out to Ryan. I know we were trying to link yes. up. So thank you so much for making the attempt. I'm sorry it didn't work out. I know you guys, you got a chance to see us and we were busy, but 
I appreciate you always coming to coming out to these and, and wanting to, to meet. It's, it, I, it I got to say this to you, though, Ryan. This is now the second time. Next time, we got to get this picture. Like, like, let's make this happen, all right? I'm not getting that picture. Well, Phil will be kicked out of the comics, pals, <laughs> by then, and we'll bring Tyler instead. He's a lot nicer. But I want his autograph. All right. <laughs> Let's jump into the pals polls. We're going to start with Marco, who chose uh, James Bond and Marrow's number one. So I've been following the Dynamite James Bond books for like four years now. Yeah. I I thoroughly enjoy them. They're great spy stories. You get the – you get – depending on like, the arc, you'll get a really strong artist or a really strong writer – um, and there's a few, I think the first arc and the second arc, Varger, are pretty strong. So that's beside the point. I love these series, and it's been a lot of fun, and I'm glad that there's another one coming out. It's always a, a buy for me. The last one was pretty good. Um, so I'm excited for this one. Awesome. And then uh, you also chose the Dead Dogs Bite trade. Yo, okay, Tyler Boss. <laughs> this was a boom book. Dark Horse book, and I feel like we, we talked about it. There was a news article we had talked about, um, and Tyler Boss was super excited about this. I have very mixed feelings about it. It it affected me enough that I'm, I'm thinking about making a book club. Ooh. Like it's it's very very well done. I think from an artistic perspective, and I have many issues with the narrative, and I'm working through them because I think it deserves a second read because there's so much that builds into it from the first, the second issue that we see play out in the fourth. And it's, it's very good. Awesome. Uh, so Phil chose the Spider-Man spider shadow trade. Yeah. So of that series, I only read two issues and I liked it enough, but I never came back to it because the second issue, I felt a little more, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Like the first issue a lot. Second issue is fine. Uh, it became one of those books that it's like you wait until the trade comes out to see how the rest of it is. Yeah. So I'd like to come back. It has Pete's seal of approval. He's a big fan of it. And I do really like Chip Zdarsky a lot. Pascal Ferry on the art, and it looks really nice. Some really good panel work on that. Mm. So uh, that's one I'd really like to pick up. Okay. I hope you dig it. Uh, Pete and Marco both chose strange adventures number 12 that's the finale yeah the exciting conclusion right um i think i think uh, issue 11 was really strong and i think we all like came off of that being being really excited to see how things wrap up yeah um because you know i think um while we've definitely i think been mostly high on the book I, one of the things that uh i know was a common criticism was kind of like waiting waiting for the action right and we're really just so in the thick of it right now and i am very excited to see uh how you know the crew lands the plane um because if 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 12 is as good as 11 then i think i think we're gonna be happy good stuff that's all he's got for me all right fair enough uh I love it when you don't talk into the mic. Oh my god. It's another hot You're question. literally the audio engineer and you're just like, yeah, whatever. I'm off the mic. He's got his fucking uh, legs duty. up. He's like I know, he's kicking it. My god. 
My man's writing an essay about this this book, and he won't even say two words about it. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Move on then. Soon to be coming. So uh, I chose Batman: The Imposter Number One. That's by uh, I believe his name is Matson Tomlin. Uh, I hope that that's correct. Um, he is actually writing the the Batman movie. He wrote the Batman oh, movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so is this like a black label thing, or yeah, it's a black label thing, and it um, it, it it's just it's just a book about like I guess you know the, the same old concept. What if Batman was what is is Batman bad? You know, as Batman gotcha. bad for society, and then there's a there's a like a counterfeit Batman that I guess is like you know um, that guy. <laughs> hockey, <laughs> hockey pants, Batman, uh, and he is, you know, causing problems for Batman. So that's what it seems like it's about. I'm excited for it because I feel like I could glean something uh, from what he writes in this comic. Sure. You know? So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Real quick, just every once in a while, Sean throws out a phrase that I just am like, man, that's a good band name. Hockey Pants? That just sounds like a punk band. Well, I can't take too much credit for that because uh, as Christian Bale, as Batman said it best, the reason why he should be Batman and other people shouldn't is because he is not wearing hockey pants. That's what, exactly what he said. <laughs> yep. Uh, I also chose Immortal Hulk number 50. I mean, it's the finale. Yes. Uh, Al Ewing, of course, Joe Bennett. We understand that Joe Bennett is canceled, uh, but I don't think that that means we can't celebrate the series. I don't think that means that. Yeah, the art lives on. Um, we'll ignore, you know, issue forty-one or whatever for yeah. what the, you know the shit show of that. Um, I don't want the legacy of the book to be about the negative. I want mm. it to be about the journey and the ride. For those of us that took the ride, it was amazing, and uh, yeah. I'm excited to see it resolved. Yes, I think ultimately the test of time that this run will stand is the fact of how good it really was. Yeah, like from beginning to end, uh, the, the the controversy of a very questionable artist. I don't think it's going to tarnish it at all, and I'm really curious to see uh, how Al Ewing lands the plane. This we'll, was we're going to get him back on the show. Oh, for sure. This was really the little book that could. When it first started, you know, they weren't sure what the numbers would be. I remember Al Ewing said he wrote in multiple possible finishes if the book's uh, sales weren't there. But it did tremendous. It was routinely beating out Batman in the sales charts, which is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And and uh, something that we don't really talk about is, like, there's certainly kind of the Marvel and Disney machine that goes behind certain properties and stuff. Uh, usually is like, characters they want to push. And while Hulk is obviously like a, an A-list character, you know they can't make an Incredible Hulk movie anymore because of the con, like the complex stuff with Universal. So, uh, I, 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 maybe you guys feel differently, but I never felt like Marvel put all of its energy behind the Immortal True. Hulk. Uh, and it's something that Al and and Joe, uh, I feel like we're able to really do, uh, get it off the ground by their own. Like talent, well, and and to the the point that Sean made, I think it's because the fans reacted to it, right? Yeah. Like they they put out a vision, um, and and people really responded to it. So yeah. it's like you're not gonna you're gonna shoot the golden goose, right? If you guys missed if you missed the monthly run of it, now's the time to read it. Fifty issues. So 
let's jump into the news. So we obviously are, you know, in the in the middle towards the end of our run at New York Comic Con. But next week is actually DC's at bat. They're bringing Ooh, that's back right. the Fandom. Fandom! Yes. <laughs> Marco's all about Dome these days. All I don't about know why. Dome, man. Uh, so, Damn, all right. <laughs> so uh, the Fandom is coming. Fandome. It's going to be a very similar event to the one from last year. Uh, digital only in a sense that you cannot physically go there. Uh, that has a lot of pros. And we've talked a lot about why that was effective um, and how they could iterate on it going forward. One of my big concerns was the fact that you could only watch it on a loop, even though it was a digital event. They were very uh, it was very controlled the way that you could actually consume it. Uh, I think that they're lightening that up because they did say that it would be streaming on YouTube. Uh, and I believe I saw Twitch as well. Um, That's good because I remember that was a problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just the proprietary tech was not up to snuff. Yeah. It would lag. And I, th- I feel like it dropped once or twice on us. And it, if it crashes, you can't go to the other alternative because they, they only had right. only one game in town, right? Yeah. So, like, the Twitch YouTube simulcast thing is – that's standard for a reason. Yeah. Uh, they've got quite a roster of creators and – well, we're going to talk about – the the lack of creators, frankly, but uh, overall, there are so many, um, you know, uh, filmmakers involved, actors involved in this. Uh, the Rock's going to be there, of course. You know. Nice. Um, Do you smell what he's cooking? <laughs> if I meet Dave Chappelle, we all will. <laughs> Wait, are you The Rock? <laughs> Is The Rock shit in his pants? I lost this metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Marco. Pete's trying to like, you know, that was my a great parade. callback. He's trying to shit in my sandwich. <laughs> I thought, the, the wait, are you Dave. shitting in my sandwich or Dave Chappelle's sandwich? Yeah, I'm, I'm not shitting in Dave Chappelle's sandwich. Shitting because of Dave Chappelle. Exactly. <laughs> okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> Matt Reeves will be there. Um, uh, Robert Pattinson will be there. So that's pretty cool. Of course, playing the Batman. Uh, there's gonna be there's someone there, but uh, I got a list in front of me that I'm reading, but there's no name. It's just like you know those dots. Um, there's just a dot, but there's no name there. I wonder what that means. Oh, is it uh, you know, is it uh, is it perhaps uh, an actor of some sort? Uh, well, I don't know. Um, I think it's related to Peacemaker, but huh? <laughs> I wonder why you can't see it. Yeah, uh, it's John, John Cena. John, it's John Cena, Cena will be there. Uh, Kate. Kaylee Cuoco will be there. Don't know why. Um, she's a good actress. Like, is she like, is she gonna be in something? She's a good actress. What was that? Uh, Jason Momoa, James Gunn, just so many different people. Ezra Miller's gonna be there. Uh, Ed Boon. Is, is, Ed, is Ezra Miller still involved? Yeah. Oh yeah. The Flash. He's the Flash. That's coming out soon. Yeah, that's that's right. a, that is the thing that actually happened. Yeah. Uh, notably, Ava DuVernay is going to be there. And the New Gods movie was canceled. Yes. So I wonder what her involvement is going to be. She's just like, yes, they took my movie away. (laughs) (laughs) They're giving me another one. Let's see what happens. No, it's just like, I don't know why you guys are interviewing me. (laughs) (laughs) She came back to work. (laughs) She did the George Costanza thing, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Comics guest-wise is where this event is definitely lacking. Uh, so 
<laughs> You're right. It's lacking right? us. Of course. It's lacking the comics, pals. If you don't invite us, it's not real. Uh, so Scott Snyder's there. That makes sense. Definitely. Uh, obviously, he is a comics guest, but he's you know extremely large. Um, then you also have Jim Lee, mm-hmm. who is technically a comics guest. But he's Jim Lee. It's not like Jim Lee's in the trenches, you know? No, he's a C-suite executive at the company, it, it, really. Yeah, exactly. I'm taking over the art duties of Teen Titans starting next month. <laughs> uh, Todd McFarlane is going to be there, but Todd McFarlane's got the toys, so I think he's there more for that. Sure, 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 yeah. You um, mean I can't talk about Spawn? <laughs> probably. He's like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> I don't think that there's an, an environment that Todd could be in where talking about Spawn would be inappropriate. I, I don't like if 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 Todd McFarlane if Todd McFarlane was with his wife in an intimate moment, right in their bed, okay, and for some reason you were standing out the window and you yelled out, "Todd, I love Spawn, big fan." He'd say, "Thanks, love you, brother." <laughs> I'm confident. He's he's delivering a eulogy and he's just like. This reminds me of Spawn '69. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of the of the comic book where uh, Spawn's wife actually dies. I don't know if you guys know that, but I write this comic called Spawn, and the main character's wife actually dies, and it reminds me of now because my wife died. <laughs> oh my god! We're gonna miss you, Senator. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> Todd, Todd McFarland will be there, um, <laughs> eulogizing his wife. Um, John, not just kidding. I, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, John Ridley. <laughs> this episode's going to some weird places, guys. <laughs> oh my god! So, <laughs> oh my god! Is that Dave Chappelle? I just shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> Todd McFarlane. <laughs> Sorry, my wife just died. <laughs> Read Spawn. You know, I need the money now. <laughs> Only at the DC fandom. I love, I love the idea of like they have a, a a McFarlane panel and it's like him showing off a bunch of new Batman toys and it's just he just slowly he keeps bringing out the new figures and then he just keeps unbuttoning his shirt and he just has a T-shirt underneath and it just is a Spawn shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he had to sneak him into the fandom somehow. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so yeah. The point I'm trying to make is that <laughs> Todd McFarlane will be there. <laughs> Todd McFarlane will be at the fan. They're ball. announcing Batman cross spawn. You heard it here first. <laughs> That'd be pretty slick. Um, the point I'm trying to make is that there are not a lot of comics guests present this year at the fan. That's dome. the end I, of the list. Uh, no, no, no. There were okay. more, but I just this is going insane. Uh, there were there there were less this year actually than last year. I checked. Last year had more get more comics guests. Yeah, it's a sad state of things, but uh, <laughs> this is a dark joke. I was gonna yeah. say, oh, he didn't need to tell me that DC didn't care about its talent. Yikes! Wow. You say that? Why? Wait, spicy. What, what's the ref? Oh, wait, what's the reference? Oh, I, was, I, I meant like the fact that they uh, had that mass exodus of talent. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, so there was no, there was nothing under the surface. That was like a. Face I'm, that was just a straight up dig. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yes. I'm on board. 
Um, I'm yeah. on board. Let's make fun of them. <laughs> Do I ever need a reason? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's sad because, you know, DC's comics right now are good. And the sales appear to be good. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like the fandom is the perfect opportunity to really, really push the comics. But I guess there's there's bigger business to be done. You can't yeah. compare, uh, you know, Joker number nine by James Tinian, who I love, to, you know, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I imagine that, um, like, if I had to guess, they probably made that decision in kind of a cynical way, like... Yes. looking at uh, the analytics from last year. And we're like, okay, like the comic events with anybody who's not of the Scott Snyder-esque level of, of you know, fame um, maybe wasn't getting the same level of, of, you know, attention as the new Batman trailer or, you know, like when we got to see uh, like the Gotham Knights video game. Yeah. And those are things that just have more mass market appeal yes. than, you know, the, uh, a monthly comic. Absolutely. I'm sure they looked at, like, uh, the, the analytics, like you said, and it's night and day. Like, it's probably, like, by a difference of multiple zeros. But uh, DC, to its credit, has attempted some bold things, both with its publishing and its distribution within the last two years. And I think when you put when you make a move, like, to highlight and promote artists and, and writers and other creators mm. – in your DC fandom is with the acknowledgement that this is obviously not going to draw like a movie, a TV show or a video game, but it is with an eye to the future of like your publication lines, sustainability. And even if it doesn't have that appeal, you can still get new people on board. Yeah. I, I can't imagine it's that hard. Yeah. And to, to be fair to DC, they, I feel do definitely do more than Marvel to promote their books in other in other spaces. Yeah, I, I think and I think we've, you know, had a lot of examples of that in recent memory, yeah. right? Of like the Fortnite stuff and like, you know, like the, they, they do all kinds of outreach um, yeah. <clears throat> to bring attention to actual comics. So for them to have this event, you know, which has always been a multimedia oriented thing. It's it's you know I get it. Sure. So we'll be covering the fandom, of course. Uh, it actually happens while, we while record. we're recording the show, which is pretty funny and unique. So uh, we will be talking about what's unfolding as it happens. Obviously, that doesn't mean anything to you guys because the show ain't live. I feel like we just do a twelve-hour live stream. We just post up, watch the whole fucking thing. That's the show that week. We All right. Shifts. Well, you can do that, <laughs> but I'm going to a burlesque show. Um, <laughs> nice. I had my mind blown tonight. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on from that. Archie has some good comics. <laughs> I love Archie comics. Right? Yeah, you want to ask me who my favorite Archie character is? <laughs> Can you tell me? Yeah, Betty. Oh, from Riverdale. Absolutely. Man. If you say so. Uh, Sean's bringing back the Riverdale review, everybody. We're coming back. Season five. <laughs> I'm, I am the comics pal, and I will be reviewing <laughs> Riverdale. <laughs> well, Screw Veronica, right? <laughs> Yo, please. Who's that? Exactly. I'm all about that Betty. Yep. Uh, so Marvel's making some changes. Uh, Marauders, which, of course, has been written by Jerry Duggan since its inception, is going to get a new creative team. 
Thank God. Mm. Yep. Uh, well, I don't know about the thank God, but um, it's getting a new creative team. Uh, Steve Orlando. Oh, what? Yeah. Steve Orlando is actually jumping onto the ship. Uh, nice. And he will be uh, piloting the pirates as they get not only a new creative team, presumably a new number one, although that's not confirmed, but also a new cast. Very talented writer. Interesting. And, uh, you know, if, if it was utilizing the cast that we had now, I actually think he would get a lot out of it. Probably. Yeah. Do you think some of the cast we have will stick around? Well, I know for a fact. So the cast is Hit me. Uh, Captain Kate Pride. Nice. Okay. Bishop. Okay. So they're the only two who are coming back. Uh, Psylocke. Whoa. Aurora. Whoa. Tempo. And Somnus. So Somnus is actually a new character um, that we first saw in the Marvel Voices Pride comic that came out uh, earlier in the year. So that's brand new. Tempo was in Marauders, but not a member of Marauders. Okay. There's a scene where, I think this is the character, I'm pretty sure. Uh, there's a scene where, um, who's the Black King? Uh, um, Shaw. So where, where Shaw is harassing yes. Tempo to um, age the drink faster. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, so, so that's gonna be our familiarity with the character but so yeah tempo is joining the, the team though tempo is joining the team cool. and and then uh also actually docking oh yeah cool yep uh wolverine's son are you serious you didn't know wolverine had a kid yeah he's uh no idea you know never how never heard of that you know how there's the whole uh thing where like logan spent time in japan oh yeah he has a son uh with a woman that he was in love with there Dark Avengers stuff. Wait, no, but in Wolverine, in in the Wolverine, Chris Claremont, that's like Yuki or something. Is that a separate Yukio, right? Yeah, right. That's uh, I I, I think that's his mother, right? I don't I don't know. Don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't remember. Now you guys skimmed right past it, but I always thought Samus was from Metroid. Oh my God, Phil! <laughs> you you re- you weren't kidding. You need to go the fuck to bed. <laughs> um, so this creative team is getting their first at bat in a. Uh, oh, who was the artist? Thank you for asking. Uh, let me get past this ad <laughs> that I'm being served right now. Ad suck. I think Crease uh, Lee, I believe, is their name. Crease uh, Lee. I, I've actually never heard of them before, so. Uh, I was I was a little surprised. I don't know that that's the artist that's going to do the book fully, um, but Marauders Annual Number One will be by Crease Lee on art. So um, that's that's your answer for that. Uh, we don't know what the last issue of the book Marauders will be. We just know that twenty seven is the last one that's solicited. That comes out in December. I think it's a safe bet that that will be the last issue of this series. So with that being said, uh, I am not necessarily happy that Jerry Duggan's time is ending on the series, but he's over on X-Men now. He's got the big job, and I think that it's time. It's good to get some fresh blood. Steve Orlando's talented, as we already said, and uh, I think that uh, Steve will bring some cool stuff to the book. Yeah, I, I've been notorious for not liking this book. Um, yes. And I think 
Now, what was that supposed to represent? Me too. Okay. So people, people, people. Um, there are people listening to this who can't see us right now, right? So what the fuck do you think they think about what just happened? <laughs> that was only for the visual, <laughs> the visual audience. The visual listener is what you might, we're gonna say, right? The visual listener. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry for my interruption. I've been notorious for not liking this book. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I'm I'm glad that we're getting a creative refresh. I think, at least for me, it's been really hard to get through some of these books, some of the art, the the coloring. There's just been a lot that I really want to enjoy the book because I like the cast. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that you know, Kate's leading this team. I think I, I really enjoyed her character. Mm-hmm. And so getting a chance to just get a refresh, get new, like a new rotation of, of of mutants, I think is a lot of fun. I feel like the, the team sounds a little overpowered though, with Storm and Psylocke and. It's not Storm, right? You said Aurora. Aurora, yeah. Oh, I, saw, I heard Aurora. Okay. Sorry. I also had that thought. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> in that case, that, yeah. I said that. I it, it still sounds like fun, so I, I'm excited for that. And yeah. Steve Orlando, I've not read much, but um, I've what I've read has been good. Well, remember the uh, the actual uh, the Martian, Martian Manhunter Man yeah. book that we liked. Oh, yeah, exactly. That. I forgot he wrote that. Yeah, that yeah. was really good. <clears throat> yeah, I I think this is good news. Um, I I think like Sean said, um, now that Jerry is working on on X Men, um, you know you don't want to stretch yourself too thin there and like be doing too many books in the same space. Mm. Um, but also, I think as much as um, I have enjoyed parts of Marauders. I think a lot of Marco's criticisms are fair. I think the book has had a bit of an identity crisis. Yeah. Um, I know we we talked a lot about how we like the cast, we like the premise, but a lot of times the book wasn't actually about what it was pitched as. And I feel like the idea of like a new creative team, you know, maybe a new number one, like you said, a new cast of characters, ideally kind of, you know, maybe reining things in a little bit and and focusing in on okay like what are the marauders what do they do they go out and they rescue mutants who are in areas uh that are anti-mutant and they can't get to a, a portal right um there's a lot you can do with that and it really feels like we never totally leveraged the promise of that because you know um if, events if, yeah and not only events though too because like you think about like i feel like jerry had a lot of things he wanted to say right like mm. there's a lot of diversions for like there's like the whole thing where like they go and get tattoos and you know we like explore kitty's uh, kate's sexuality and you know like all, all things that are like good like in theory but because we just kept going from thing to thing and the conflict with Shaw and it's like we just kept jumping to different stuff without it feeling like the book was naturally building towards something you know um and I I just I think it has so much going for it in terms of of its ideas and the fact that people love Kate and the idea of her leading a team is super appealing like I just I think we got to just rein it in a little bit, and I, I hope that that Steve and um and what was the artist's name? Crease Lee and Crease. Uh, Crease Lee or Chris? 
Uh, it's spelled C R E E S, so I could be saying it wrong, but that's, that's that sounds like Greece to me. Like yeah. But either way, um, I, <laughs> wait. So you think that I saw C H R I S? and a, I said Chris. Because I searched <laughs> no, so I searched C H R E E S. I got Chris Lee, and I'm like, oh, this is another comic book artist. This is a comic book artist called Chris Lee, and I'm like, okay, did he just pronounce it wrong? Or maybe it was. It could be. It a, could be that I'm pronouncing could, it wrong. Or it could be a typo, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Either way, my point is, I think that this is a good opportunity for the book <laughs> to get back on track. And I'm looking forward to it. Cool. You know, Marco, I really hope it's not Chris Lee now. And also, you know, please, 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 if if I'm saying Dokken, right, and that's not correct, uh, you can tell me. But don't, like, don't get all crazy about it. Oh. Um, you know how crazy people get. Yeah. I'm not, like, Pete or Kale, you know. We're not doing a segment on me about me getting Oh, crazy. okay. <laughs> that won't be happening. Absolutely not. No. No. Uh, so let's talk about the new Wolverine book that's coming out. Um, that's going to be called X Lives of Wolverine and X Deaths of Wolverine. So this is the same style as House and Powers, yeah. which I don't think we knew when we first talked about this book. Ooh. There's going to be five issues of... Um, lives and five issues of deaths. Uh, that's going to start in January. Yeah. So is this going to... So based off that, right? Mm-hmm. I think the big thing was the fact that Moira could return. Like, she, she could relive lives, right? Yes. This is, so is the expectation that we're going to revisit some of these future or previous... Uh, or Like, we're going to follow the timelines that we have been and are we going to see like these glimpses of these other universes or like these other timelines? That's, that's a good question. I think that, um, it's, it could be a red herring because Wolverine is a character who has had a lot of lives and a lot of deaths Mm. in his one life. Yes, absolutely. So I feel like that's probably going to be the angle where the book is actually about showing us, the, the different like identities that he has had mm. and actually uh, the cover I'm gonna pass my phone around uh, so you can see it real fast mm, okay so that's the cover uh, it just for those of you listening oh. it just shows cool. Wolverine kind of like in tentacles it looks like um, maybe Omega Red's coils yeah oh, yeah yes could be that it's you gotta be right about uh, that there are like they're showcasing like 10 Wolverines they're all wearing different costumes. I don't know if you guys noticed, but um, a- Adam Kubert, he did the cover that I'm looking at, and he c- clearly, no disrespect to him, I'm sure that this takes a long time, he clearly took the one Wolverine like drawing and then only just redid the colors and then copy and pasted the same drawing every time. No. Yeah, very, 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 very sure. Look at it. It's the exact same They're pose. all in the same pose, yeah. yeah. Well, they're all in the same pose, but they have different design. They have different. Like, they, you have to draw that in. They definitely don't have different designs. Just they're just wearing different things. It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, I like the cover. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not complaining about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um. So, I'm actually really excited for this book. They're they're touting it as this is what Benjamin Percy said. Benjamin Percy said that this is going to be the greatest Wolverine story of all time. 
Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. His, his run has been a lot of fun so far. Mm. And so, one, I'm glad that he's the one that's driving this, right? Obviously. And if if that's how he feels about it, I'm excited because he's been able to deliver so far. I mean, we uh, we saw him at what? The last Comic-Con. Two years ago. Two years ago. And um, he he had this whole thing about how he loves Wolverine. He's his favorite character. He's this character he's always wanted to be able to swing uh, you know, for the fences with. And yeah, man, like I'm, I'm excited to see him get his at bat with this. Like if he feels yeah. like this is going to be his, you know, his magnum opus with this character, like, yeah, man, let's do it. Deliver. Yeah, absolutely. How um, cool is that that you get to write your favorite character of all time and, what, and kill him five times in this story? Apparently. Yeah. That's what an opportunity. <laughs> Joshua Kassara is on art. Joshua is one of the Stormbreakers. Uh, this is the, the crew of, yeah, this is the, like the young guns Whatever type that of is. thing. Yeah, 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 they always have some way that they're hyping their artists up, which is great. Um, and the other cool thing about this book is that uh, the two different series will uh, be bi-weekly, I guess. So uh, each series will come out every other week, but filling in that next week that that book is off, the other one will be on. Has and powers. Okay. For the entirety yeah. of uh, January and beyond. I love cool. that. Yeah. I'm really excited for this. Uh, Wolverine is a character that has gotten pretty interesting uh, post-Krakoa, and um, I have a good feeling that this is going to be one of the ways that they kick the next piece of this story into high gear. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. I'm okay. very hyped. Uh, I want to end with a conversation about Penguin Random House. So, as we all know, those of us who've been keeping abreast, we understand that Penguin Random House became the official distributor of Marvel Comics in, the, in North America. Uh, across the world, it's still Diamond, yep. but here it's Penguin Random House. What a lot of people may not realize is that they actually haven't shipped anything for Marvel yet until this week. Yo. This was their first week of um, shipping Marvel comics. And I got to tell you, it was not good. Yikes. Oh, no. No. The grade, what happened? They got a bad grade. So uh, what I have here is uh, a compilation of various different distributors uh, opinions about what was delivered to them. Uh, and I'm going to give you the brief overview and then I'll read these um, these opinions. Uh, almost every comic shop that reported in reported heavy amounts of damage on their books. Oh. Not acceptable. Yep. Uh, I saw reports of damage as high as 60% Yo, that what? I personally saw. Um, that's really bad. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's totally unacceptable. That's more than half. That's like, yeah. what are you selling at that point? It's all damaged goods. And I should add, like, when I'm saying damaged right there, uh, I'm talking about unsellable. There was then another wow. percentage of books that were damaged that people might accept. But you know that comic book fans... Are super particular. Well, exactly. You get you get a scratch, a cut, you're like, mm, nah. Yeah, even dude, at the top, like in the, the corner there, like that little bend, yep. yeah, I got to put that one down. Yep. Dude, if there's a bend in the spine, like if I can see a crack in the spine and it's the only issue, I'll just be like, I'll get it somewhere else. Right. Because I'm a psycho. But I mean, go. we all are. 
uh, apparently they did not have a great idea for how to ship comics. Clearly. Right. Um, they didn't do their due diligence in terms of figuring out what the proper way would be. Um, in fact, I don't have it right here, but there was a creator, uh, not a creator, I'm sorry, a, uh, a shop owner who talked about how they forewarned um, Penguin Random House that there would be a problem because I guess they received a shipment for something else and it came in really damaged and they called to complain to Penguin and they were told, uh, well, what do you think we should do? How do you think we should solve the problem? Oh, no. So they asked the retailer themselves to tell them what should be done. Well, and, like, that's a good idea six months before, not after you've already shipped stuff. It would be, yeah, it would be a good idea to, oh yeah, my they're, God. they're looking right now at what some of this packaging looked like. Uh, and it, it, it's pretty brutal. I mean, um, I'm seeing a torn open box and I can see the fucking comics inside. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's and not, they're loose. Yeah, it's not good. Um, so I want to now shift and talk about some of the, some of the create, I keep wanting to say creators, some of the shop owners and what they had to say. So Nick Kelly of chimps comics said, uh, about 60% damages at my shop. Hope this gets fixed soon. Jason Passini of got comics said about half of my order is damaged. I'm sure I can still sell it to comics collectors. They don't mind issues that aren't men, right? That's true. We, yeah, of course. We know that. Yeah. Uh, 2.5 <laughs> or below only. Ramsey Ramirez from McAllen, Texas, said 30% damages at our store, Kaboom Comics. But at least we got them, I guess. Ooh. Rob Jensen said not a single one of the boxes show was even an iota acceptable. Even Diamond does better simply by having its custom boxes with slightly reinforced corners, which isn't saying much given that Diamond doesn't make the boxes big enough to pad with bubble wrap or styrofoam. But still, it's pretty hard to do worse than Diamond. And Penguin oh succeeded at that failure. Wow. Gary Slaughter said, as a retailer, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. I'm on with, Pink, with, with Penguin Random House as I throw this and we're told... Dings and bends are sellable. You can't submit that as damage and tell customers that to their faces. I guess the implication is that's what they're supposed to tell customers. That's um, ridiculous. That's a ridiculous yeah. response. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's just no way. That's what you should tell your customers. Oh, cool. Right, yeah. That'll go over. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a lot. It's just a lot of that. A lot of uh, create or. Oh, my God. Shop owners <laughs> complaining about their experience. Um, I do want to read from someone who said that they uh, didn't have any damage. Oh, wow. There's oh, one. <laughs> so this is Scott, 1968. I guess that's just their handle, but they are a shop owner. Uh, <laughs> I was a lucky one that got a shipment without damages. However, this past week was an absolute disaster for the rollout of Penguin Random House. They had months to prepare. They bragged about custom boxes and good packing. It's going to be great. 
It appears they didn't show these boxes to even one retailer or even test a box to see if it could handle a drop or rough handling. Did anyone over there even investigate how other distributors ship comics? If I was in charge of Penguin Random House, I would fire the manager of the comic division. A major, major epic fail. What's funny is that Penguin Random House actually managed to make Diamond's packing and shipping look good. So... I, I recently moved, and I obviously have a lot of comics, and I have a lot of books. And the same size boxes, you, your standard Home Depot small size, is you fill it up maybe 7 pounds, 10 pounds, right? With comics, 15 easily. There, there's there's such a weight to them, yeah. the paper stock, the colors. And so if you don't take that into consideration, you can chuck you know a 7-pound, 5-pound, whatever book box – but you throw comics, that shit hits the ground. That yeah. breaks the ground. <laughs> Honestly, Penguin Random House might as well might as well have had a, a guy just like put a bunch of comic books in like a grocery bag and just kind of lumber down the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and here's they your comics. They probably would have come out a, better. And a bottle of milk. <laughs> a bag of milk. <laughs> a bag of milk. Yeah. And and the comics are in the bag too. That's right. Like get all the condensation. Beautiful. Yeah. I hope you like dairy comics. I'm allergic. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> gotta love it. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it gets worse. They fully lost the order that they were shipping to DCBS. Now. Oh, no. Oh, God. DCBS is, of course, also known as Lunar. And Lunar. Wait. Yeah. We'll keep going. Sorry. Uh, Lunar is the exclusive distributor of DC Comics. Right. But DCBS is an online retailer, the biggest online retailer on earth. Right. So there's obviously a major conflict of interest there because DCBS is a competitor and a buyer. But interestingly, their entire shipment was uh, lost. What could have gone wrong? <laughs> That's so strange. I mean, it was a Twilight Zone moment. Yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts. Uh, they have acknowledged that things are not going great. I would hope so. <laughs> just tweet out. If anyone knows how to ship comics, just tweet at us. <laughs> We're taking suggestions on just basic stuff. Anybody, you don't have to be a shop owner. Just if you've got an idea. Yeah. Yo, give me a buzz, Penguin. What's up? So they said, we know that our first week shipping Marvel product didn't fully meet our expectations. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Okay, sure. (laughs) And some of you received damaged products. Some of. Some. I love when that word is used in that way. Like some. Yeah. just Just a minor amount of you. You know, we also heard that some people didn't get damaged products. Why aren't we focusing on them? Because right. they didn't get them. <laughs> At all. Nice. Our apologies. Well, that's good. All right, yeah. story over. Yeah, exactly. Um, we are working continuously to reach out and positively resolve every claim. I'm sorry. How about working continuously before you fucked up all these comic books? Don't, yeah. But, like, the idea that they're going to, like, reach out and deal with every claim of damaged comics, they better hire more people. Yeah, people who don't think that it's okay to sell comic book readers damaged products. 
I just knocked two dollars off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, some background in preparation for this first shipment, Penguin Random House listened to the feedback from the market and tested a variety of different cartons and weights. That is a lie, right? <laughs> we listen to the market. They want Aqua Comics. <laughs> I'm sorry. What is that? Uh, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I know we're picking Excuse this. Excuse Marco, he's having a rough night. He's losing it. I <laughs> I know that we're picking this apart like line by line, but like, have you ever heard like something that sounded more like fucking word salad? Can you read that again? Sure. In preparation for this first shipment, Penguin Random House listened to the feedback from the market and that. Just, okay. What the fuck is that? We listen to the feedback That's from the hot. market. No. That, That's, That's Marco hot. speak. That's hot off the press of PR speak. Yeah. Told you, uh, they've, they've done all their research. It's like kids want to read comics in the bathtub. We need water-resistant, <laughs> laminated comics. But 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 this makes a strong case. This makes a strong case for the decision that that DC ended up making. They they at least worked with people and with distributors who they had thought out. Right, like at, at the very least, that that should have been a lesson learned from Penguin Penguin's end to have had the actual model already laid out, the transition done, and they dropped the ball. Well, I mean, <laughs> Penguin Random House agreed and shipped Lunar a <laughs> shipment of comics, right? Well, it didn't get there. Didn't get there. <laughs> the, the funny thing is that I, I, I glossed <laughs> over them, but there were retailers who said that Lunar sucked too at the, at the beginning. So Really? Yeah. I remember I remember I, I, that that was something I was gonna say is that yeah, um I Well I'm sorry, things. is there more to the statement? Uh no. Okay. Cause that that was how I was gonna uh respond, I guess, was like yet like yes, this is ridiculous. This is uh garbage that they handled it this way. They had every opportunity to handle things differently. Um this is not a defense, but I think the thing that will most likely happen from here, right, is they've already invested a massive amount of resources into getting into this business. They've gotten uh, – they fucked up. They got a ton of negative feedback. They're going to have to refund a bunch of people's money, and that's going to make them look bad and cost them money that they didn't want to burn. And I bet you that they'll figure it out now because they'll be like, oh, cool. We didn't devote nearly enough resources to this fundamental part of this business that we didn't understand as well as we thought we did. Um, they built a new fucking warehouse to do this, though, right? Like, I'm sure that they'll change the packaging and it'll evolve and it'll get better. And, this, you know, we'll see. So, I mean, Penguin Random House is very large, right? It's a very large publishing and distribution company. Uh, sometimes when things like that happen, uh, this is just one of the wings under that giant publishing department yep like it, it it's kind of how we talk about disney owning marvel or more specifically uh time warner owning dc where it's a giant company and it kind of forgets about this asset it has sometimes it feels like i mean that definitely could happen here in the sense that i'm sure they do are, i'm sure they are noticing that they are burning money and having to refund a ton of people uh but we don't know who's actually running this stuff. It, this could have all like this is a giant company. They had a long time to prepare for this, and incompetence prevailed, and it may still prevail. I, I think you're right about that, but I think the idea that it will like indefinitely prevail just seems unlikely to me. Well, I'm going to interrupt you because I actually lied. There is more to the uh, statement. Okay, 
in our test, the heavier carton with the additional honeycomb inserts on, on the top and bottom stood up to shipping and protected the corners. However, in our first week of shipments, there were cases where the packaging didn't work out as intended. We will continue to work on our carton packaging until we get it absolutely right. We are proceeding quickly to resolve the packaging issues. We expect to implement material improvements beginning with your October 20th shipments and further evolving thereafter. We are determined to get better. Thanks to all of you who have shared your frank and constructive feedback. We are listening. You're frank. Sweet. They said that that's it certain or like a certain number. Did you not read off the number 60%? (laughs) Well, they don't want to say that, Marco. <laughs> also, I'd like to point out. Certain. I'd like to point out that it is, it is uh, now today. It is the tenth. So what they said in that statement was that this upcoming week retailers will have to deal with the same thing again. Yeah. Right. Uh, unfortunately, I'm sure that is true. Uh, unfortunately, I'm sure that was true. Regardless, just it, it, how, there, there's no way they could affect fix it this quickly probably you're right uh it's just difficult that's got to be a a tough pill to swallow for a retailer who's saying like hey there are people who are mad about this i can't sell this comic book i'm losing out on money here yeah well the 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 transparency of saying like 10 more days sure is good yeah that's a good point and i think my my hope right um and this was the point i was going to make uh is that like I think the, the the example you gave Phil of um, you know how how this kind of thing can go where where a smaller company gets absorbed by a larger one and it becomes a cog in a larger machine that's a salient point but I think that in this example to assume that it'll go that way feels off base because we talked you know a couple of weeks ago about how Penguin has invested millions of dollars to build a new distribution center that exists solely to print and and uh, distribute comics and they just also uh, they've they signed idw like i think they're aggressively moving into this market because they smell that there's blood in the water and i think that you know um the the comic book market is not going to accept this they can't just be like they can't hand wave away sending out a substantial amount of product that is unsellable to the people that they're trying to sell to right that's just capitalism um, I can't imagine that they'd be willing to have invested all of this fucking overhead to then be like, ah, fuck it, it's too hard. You know, it's like, no, they're going to figure out how to package the books right, and it'll probably get to a point where it's at least as shitty as Diamond. Um, <laughs> and that's, unfortunately, all they have to do. Um, my hope is that they'll respond and do a little bit better than that because that's their whole that's that's been the promise of what they've been saying they want to do, um, and you know hopefully you can chalk it up to bad decision making. Maybe somebody loses their job, maybe not. Um, but like this shit happens, right? Like launching a product, taking over something like this, um, it is messy, and that's not an excuse for their gross incompetence. But it's a market reality. You see this all the time in all kinds of scenarios. And I mean, Sean, you just said right. Apparently that was the case with Lunar. Um, is that still the case today, months later? Probably not, right? You iterate. I'm inclined to agree that uh, it will get better. And actually, I think it will get to a place where it's amazing because Penguin Random House has the capital to do things yep. right. That's right. Mm-hmm. 
and Diamond is not like I think people, you know, when they talk badly about Diamond, they talk about them as if they're they want to not do this thing great, that they want there to be these problems. And I don't think that's the case. I think, you know, we always talk about the thin margins and we give so much grace to everybody but Diamond on that front. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think if Diamond had the kind of resources that Penguin had, they would do better. So Penguin has those resources. They are a book company. It, it's just a bad look overall for them to not get this right. I think they'll get it right. And I think not only will they get it right, they'll get it to a point where it's better than any other distributor uh, of comics. You know, Sean, you just you spurred a thought that, like, honestly, I can't believe I haven't articulated on the show before now is that you got to imagine that their goal is to just fucking totally run Diamond out of town, right? And, and absorb the whole market. Like, you have to imagine that's what they want to do long term. Like, if, if if they can get this right and do what you said and not just get it right, but, like, far exceed literally the only competitor in the market who has a bad reputation and a fraction of a fraction of the amount of resources that you have, that's not a fucking hard thing to do. Yeah, get to the point where that meme is, like, uh, Diamond says, I hate you, and Penguin Random House is like, I don't even know you exist. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 I have to imagine that that is the end goal in mind is to devour up as much, like take as many pieces of this pie as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So we have to go to sleep. Yes, we do. <laughs> we, we have to go to sleep. We have a big day ahead of us. There's a lot still left for us to do. Um, as we close out New York comic con, it's been a blast. It really has. And, you know, it's something that we'll probably be talking about still here for a little while. Uh, send in your questions about our experience. If you want questions about, you know, the safety, if you're thinking maybe about going to C2E2 or San Diego, which is coming up in November or any small con in your area. If you're curious about, you know, what we did to stay safe, um, what you can expect, what some of the precautions are right into us and, you know, feel free to ask away. If you're curious who we saw, who we didn't see, you know, cool anecdotes, we're happy to answer all of that next week or on the show. If you want to get us, that's thecomicspals at gmail.com. Get us on social at thecomicspals. That is with an S, two S's in <laughs> comics and pals. Got to get those in. Um, <laughs> you know, we, again, lots of cool stuff on our social media, and uh, I feel like we don't plug it enough. Uh, I don't plug it enough. YouTube.com slash thecomicspals. Leave us a subscription, like the video, share it with your friends, hit the notification bell. Those are the really the four pillars. Um, and of course, you know, again, let your friends know that you enjoy what we're doing. We couldn't be here without you. So uh, thank you guys a lot for that. Listen to We Watch, season finale of What If. Listen to our comic book reviews. No image stuff coming out this week. Uh, just did nothing that really um, tickled our fancy. Not enough Todd McFarlane. Not enough spawn. Not enough chains. Nice <laughs> doing stuff for DC these days, right? <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. He's I've heard he's spawn gonna, over at DC. He's going to be at the fandom. <laughs> Did you know that, Phil? That's right. Uh, are you guys more excited for that? We're going to go to the DC fandom in person and cover that like we did this? No, nah, I'm just going to go see Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, I'm a bit backed up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It's 3 a.m. Uh, I hope he's not at the fandom. <laughs> That's going to be a tough one. That's going to be tough because it's Todd 
and it's Dave. And you know what? Zack Snyder could be there too. Oh, I'll <laughs> watch that Snyder cut four times. The immense pressure. I'll cease to exist. Uh, wow. Yeah. No image reviews. Uh, check out our Marvel and DC reviews. You'll know what they are when the stuff's out. Uh, let's get into the plugs. Pete. Thank you guys for joining us here in another episode of the Comics Pals. Um, if you want to connect with me and ask me about Comic-Con or whatever, I'm at loud underscore Pete on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, come follow me and uh, chat with me about that stuff. If you want to get some more stuff from me, uh, you can head over to flipscreen.games and go check out the video game podcast that I do or go uh, listen to my band, Long Friend, Time Friend. Um, we're good. I'm tired. <laughs> they are indeed good. Marco. You can follow me at Mr. Marco Enomoto on Instagram and Twitter. Come talk to me about the worldwide phenomenon, Squid Game. That was some fire shit. Come talk to me about it. I need to theorize things. And uh, tell him how nice his hair is. I need the validation. It really does. Uh, you can follow Kale, who's not here. He's too busy being in England during a global pandemic. Not that he would have been here anyway, but we can give him the best. <laughs> Don't give him an out. Uh, you can follow him at Toto and Toe, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, as for me, you can follow me at Cyborg Bebop, also on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, mention that sweet commission I had made. You'll see that on our Instagram. And uh, I think it really is time for us to go to bed. I think you're right. Uh, you can... Follow me on Twitter and Instagram only at Sean Soapbox. Uh, hit me up to talk about Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> Riverdale Review, season five, baby. Yep, and uh, there's only one thing I'm reviewing. Uh, hit me up to talk about comics. New York Comic Con was a blast. Let's talk about it. Hit me up about Metroid Dread. Uh, I'm sad I don't have it yet. Uh, I love comics. I love New York Comic Con. I love these guys. And I love you listening. So thank you. Take care for them. I'm Sean saying until next time, take care, guys. See you next week. Well, I'll see you guys in two years after the next pandemic. Sayonara. That's way too real. That's way too real for me. It's going to be called my mom. Ah! His hair was too nice.